I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Monday night, 8pm, the online dot live lounge returns after a week hiatus because of the Grand Slam. Myself, Phil Bars, Jack Garwin and Lee Boyce are here. And gentlemen, I get the feeling there may be some Fergie time today. What about absolutely nothing has happened in the last two weeks? It's quite a week. Nothing, nothing what, to see here. Or last twenty-four hours? No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Monday, Monday is now the day of announcements. I think people do it. Yeah, just for us. If it's worth knowing, it let's release the premium YouTube reaction show. We need to get it out so that these three can sit and chat shit about it for half an hour. <laughs> um, first of all, how are we? Tired. Yeah, I know that feeling. Four hours sleep, a bucket load of caffeine, but we're flying. I'm I'm all done by. Half past two on Sunday, I finally got my Grand Slam final ticket seat because there's a worry for a long period of that week. Oh, how nervous were you at one point? It was. I, thought, I honestly thought it was going to happen. I was sat in a in a pub in Wolverhampton by like one o'clock, thinking I'm made for something I might not be going to right now. <laughs> I was always driving to Portsmouth. You were always going, but you would have owned me instead. Um, the ridicule that would have followed afterwards if I would have been there would have uh, not been worthwhile. <laughs> it would have been funny. Um, but look, play going on right now in the world of darts. Um, first of all, we'll get the elephant in the room out of the way. Um, the news obviously broke today about um, three players suspended um, with allegations of suspicious betting patterns. Um, our stance will be the same as it was with McKinstry and Wessel Nyman. Um, at the moment, it is just an allegation. So we will not comment on it until either charged and found guilty or proven innocent, wh- whichever way it is. One, obviously, we're not allowed to because there is an ongoing investigation with the DRA, so it wouldn't be fair. But like McKinstry and Nyman, once that has passed, we will talk about it. But 
Just not right now, boys. Correct. And what is worth reiterating is there's plenty of stuff going around on social media at the minute. Absolutely none of it is confirmed in relation to any specific game apart from the Jack Main one. Yeah. And the rest of the product, the rest of the Super Series is still incredibly secure. Like, the future of that tournament is not a risk. It, a couple of players potentially breaking rules, as they've been found out to be, does not change the fact that the Moda Super Series is actually just a, a legitimate business, right? That's why the DRA and these things are in process. That's why they're there. And a couple of players chancing their arm or trying to take advantage of a system does not stop that product being a legitimate darts product. No matter what you might think, if you've lost 50p on somebody two and a half years ago. Yeah, exactly. But look, we're not um, we're not ignoring it, but it'll be like McIntyre and Lyman. Once anyone <coughs> is found guilty or innocent, then then we will talk about it. Um, so before anyone says, oh, you're, you're, you're ignoring it, we, we, we're not. But there's a due process, the same as in legal court cases and things like that, that until something's proven one way or the other, we'll, we'll, we'll just watch. But then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Because let's be fair, we hammered McKinstry and Nyman once found guilty. Oh, even right now, there's plenty I could sit here and say about it, but we're not allowed. So, yeah, there will be even more when more comes to light. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Um, but look, other than that, it was um, it was all good. Leonard Gates produced some magical stuff today for you, Gob. Nice and nice and busy. <laughs> he started really slowly, to be fair. His first two games, he was well off the pace. Uh, and then produced that 98 average, then the 111. Um, played a really good game against Jim McEwen as well. Back-to-back legs on his own throw. He's gone 180, 180. I was like, holy crap, it's happening again. Yeah. Um, unbelievable. And 365 must be shitting themselves right now because they fucked up yesterday. They, re- they released early odds for Lakeside. And when they first came out, Leonard Gates was 20 to 1. Bearing in mind, his seed had just been replaced as well by John Scott. I think he's now nines. Madness by their traders. Um, before we get into that, we'll of course jump into the chat room. Uh, Morgan, how are we doing? Uh, Connor is in. Uh, Connor, we're going to try and get that sorted out this week. It's just been manic. Um, uh, Manica, how are we doing? Bobby's in. Uh, James Ryan, how are we doing? Uh, Kieran Graham is in, of course. Uh, Rebel County, how are we doing? Uh, Robbo Craig Earps is in. Joe, uh, Owen is in. James. Of course, Peter's in. How are we all doing? Um, I don't think it's that cut and dry, you know, Pete. <laughs> uh, there's also a bloody good chance that he rocks up at Q score and gets a card. Any of them. There, there, there's no guarantee he's even at the tavern yet. Um, but how are we doing, Sam? Right. Shall, whilst we're on seniors, we might as well go there first. Um, the news that we'd obviously known for a while from the video um, we released today, it was recorded a while ago, but um, people wanted to release it at, at at the right time and 
and everything like that. But next year will be Phil the Power Taylor's last year playing competitive darts, boys. Right, time? Mm. I think so. Yeah, I guess he's not. He's not had the impact on the seniors that he would like. I think he'd be honest enough to say that. Um, a dud first year in regards to two finals, but then his two finals a dud year for Phil Taylor. When it's Phil Taylor we talked about, you put him in a different sort of level to everyone else. Um, there's been some moments of brilliance, but not as much as we'd like. So I think it's very much, for me, probably the right time for him to, to bow out. But he's got four events and it's going to take a brave man to bat against Phil, not getting to at least another final. Um, if he puts in the time and the errors to do it with a band. Um, but yeah, I guess to the question, I think it's the right time. And it, it deserves a retirement year as well. I don't think it would have been nice for the public for him to come out now and say, I'm retiring, that's it. Yeah. I think he deserves that sort of year. We haven't I mean, got a senior. We haven't got a senior's Premier League. So I mean, Danny's yeah. putting him on. We ain't going to worry about that. It's still yeah. just the four events. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he had that year in the PDC, didn't he? But he, he is that great and he's done that much. And actually, there is no seniors tour without Phil at this point that you're more than happy to see him go through that process again and get the adulation again. I get that to a point. However, when he did it in the PDC, he was still at the top level competing. Now, I'm playing devil's advocate here. In these four tournaments, he crashes out first round of them all. Is that the swan, right swan song? Well, you better get tickets to the Friday sessions instead of the Saturday or yeah. Sunday, then, don't you? Yeah, look, quite, quite possibly. But do, do, do you see what I mean, though? Look, let, let's be fair. Right now, when you listen to the unseeded players, Phil is the seed they all want. And I never thought I'd say that. But when you've got them saying, I want Phil, not because I'm playing Phil, because I can beat him. I guess yeah, I, it goes twofold here as well, doesn't it? Like, he now has an opportunity to go out on a high in a tournament or a tour that he hasn't quite had the impact on. He's been presented with that opportunity to go and do something about it. He keeps telling us he knows what he's doing wrong. He knows what he's got to put right. He doesn't like letting the fans down. He, Part of that is almost him telling that to himself just to keep himself honest for the last couple of years. You know, like for one year, basically, this is what I've been saying about Gary Anderson for a couple of years now. If you want to clear off, go and put the effort in for one year and never do it again. And that is basically what Phil's been presented with himself. He's had the operation on his hip or whatever it was. He's had the eye surgery. He could go and get himself a proper practice partner for the next year, put the effort into these events, potentially walk off with a chance of some silverware and go, right, that's it, I am actually done. Or he can flop out first round every event, wave to a few people and, and basically go on a, a royal wave. My, my worry on that, Phil, is if the only time I think he would consider doing that earlier is if the World Championships, because it's obviously different to the PDC, he's not ending on the World Championships, he's starting on it from a senior's perspective. If that doesn't go well, then there is signs to worry in regards to has he done the right thing in giving it a year and not just that one tournament to go towards. 
But he had to, like I says, it would have been a shame if the announcement would have been made and we don't see him again. At least we've got that year for him to, to put that effort in. And there's only him who can change that. The pressure on the player who's got him in all of these first rounds has heightened even that little bit more. Yeah, no, look, I, I agree. And it's an interesting one. Evening, Jack. How are we doing? Uh, Laura is in. How are we doing, Maisie? And John, um, should we, should we play the clip from the, the great man? Yes. Full full interview is over on our YouTube channel, but you can't go over until we finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you always think, is this the one? Is this the one what's going to, you know, get my career back on track? But, um, unfortunately, the, 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 my mind's all right. My body isn't. So that's the problem. Well, on the career, obviously, some news that next year is going to be yeah, yeah, your, yeah. Your, your last year. One, yeah. one more year at the seniors and then that's you. One more um, year, yeah. I, I mean, I've loved every minute of it, don't get me wrong. And the two Jasons, Jason Taylor and Jason Francis, again, they aren't just people I work for. They're personal friends and it's lovely to work with them and it's great to see. And I really hope the seniors takes off and you'll get more players coming through as they start retiring. you get Peter Wright soon and probably Barney a bit later on in, you know, in his career. And it'll just take off. It'll get bigger and bigger. When did you make that decision that 24 is going to be the last one for you? I had to do. I had to do. I, you know, and, and I can I can focus everything then on one last year and really put some effort in. You know what I mean? And, and do things properly. I do know what I'm doing wrong. Lockdown didn't do me any favours, but it, I, I know exactly what I do wrong and I know exactly how to put it right. So it's just a matter of doing it now. It's part no of good talking about it. You've got to do it. Do it. One year. Go berserk. Go on, Phil. Give us just just one. One tournament. One glimpse. <coughs> one moment to go. Yeah, that's the greatest player of all time, that. Not sure. I'm not sure it'll happen. I'd, I'd love it to. For I, I'm not saying I'm sure it'll happen, because if that was the case, he might have done it for the last 18 months or so, but... Yeah. Just, just um, go on. Don't go through the motions. <laughs> um, you, you never know, Pete. We, we may see Peter right. We, we definitely won't see Gary Anderson. I know that much, but we may see. We may see Peter one day. Perhaps. Um, but tickets for the seniors are available now. I think all four events now on sale. Three. I've seen the posters for the other one, so they can't be far away. Yeah, we've not gone on sale either yet. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the posters. Uh, so they went on sale this morning in York. Uh, big news now is that, obviously, the World Championships remains, the Champion of Champions remains, but the final two events here, the match play and the Masters, will now take place on Friday, Saturday, rather than Saturday, Sunday. I like That's that as well. They're announced for. I, I, I like that. It makes sense. The argument is that the, the Sunday evening isn't the easiest or the most accessible for people to get to because of public transport and, and whatever else that comes with it. So you almost sacrifice the first session of the tournament. The Friday afternoon is now expected to be the quieter one. And actually, you hope that your Friday and Saturday evening, your, your busier sessions in terms of attendance for pretty much anything because of the time of the week that it is now gets the, the crowds that it deserves. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the real test for that will be York because yeah. we've done the venue, we've seen it where it's, hey, will it reflect on? And like says, you'd rather have the heat on the first session than the, the fourth session, but 
predominantly finals are on a Sunday night minus Grand Prix, I'm guessing, for PDC. Other than that, I know this year is different, but they was previously. It'd be interesting to see how that works. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Card, the world's draw is a week today. We'll talk about our plans later on. But that was the news that Phil Taylor will only play one more year of his illustrious career. Like we said, full interview over on our YouTube channel. So make sure you go and check that one out. Right, boys. From there, as John McDonald said for nine days, the wonderful city of Wolverhampton. Said no one else ever. <laughs> um, Grand Slam is in the ledger. Obviously, we'll come on it to it more in a minute. But first of all, uh, you two and chat room, your first thoughts of the tournament as a whole. Personally, um, I struggled at times with the Grand Slam. However, I thought generally it was a very good tournament. I huge kudos for the people who created the stage because one of the best stage setups we've seen for a long time. Um, in the venue, being there a couple of sessions. And then weekend, very good atmosphere. Why he's been in there weekday, not so much. Um, but generally, I thought it was a very, very good Grand Slam of Darts. Yeah, I thought it was all right. It had its moments. It had plenty of shocks. It still had an incredibly talented last eight and, and last four lineup, despite the fact we lost so many of the seeded players. It showed just how open the sport is right now in, in one regard, but it also showed that Luke Humphreys is a different animal right now. He's he's absolutely on fire. Um, yeah, as a presentation as a whole, I thought it was okay. There were some things I didn't particularly like. Um, I thought they overdid the flash interviews a little bit throughout the week. I think that's a more directive. Yeah, I, I get that they're trying new things, aren't they? They've tried the boxing box with the comms view and whatever. I, I, I like the fact that they are trying to evolve the broadcast. I just thought that they, they were a little bit overdone. But that that's not nitpicking, but it's just one of those things that you pick up on as you're going along that actually just, just throw to a break and chuck me a promo because some of the montages I thought the players aren't saying a lot. Yeah, I'm all right. I played all right yesterday. I'm not playing all right. I'll, I'll see how I go up there. Chuck me up a montage with a bit of music and get me involved in the game rather than a breeze block corridor where the players saying the same thing over and over again. Because the background of some of them look dreadful. And I think Hatt summed it up the most. He goes, oh, you've asked this question to absolutely everybody about who you want to play next and who do you think wins the next game that you're playing. He goes, nobody's ever given you a straight answer to that and nobody ever will. I, I disagree. <laughs> Joe Cullen did in Leicester. The one time out of a hundred, is it worth yeah. asking every single person for it? Um, yeah, look, overall, look, in terms of media, where we are, where we're based, it's a ball like to get down to the arena and whatever, in terms of logistics for us. But as a tournament, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. The the one negative, which we, we keep saying, sort the freaking games out. I don't want to see the same players playing each other so quickly. Um, but we we know that, but I think as a venue overall, Aldersley is now working. 
I thought ticket sales were decent throughout the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, both weekend sessions were incredible. Not necessarily. I just think that the way that they frame the room, in terms of a layout and size and capacity, it doesn't look too different to the morning side. But the fact that they can darken the back seats when they're not being used is absolutely massive. Yeah. Like, layout-wise, with the big seating across the back and the tables, don't get me wrong, the Aldersley, I think, holds a few more and was probably a bit busier throughout the week because Wolverhampton has had that association with darts for a fair amount of time now. Leicester is still trying to get that. But actually, the fact that they could dim the lights on the back and you couldn't see the top row of seats... Whereas in Leicester, it's so light constantly. You can see every single seat up there. Makes a huge difference to the presentation. And people are going, well, I'm not going to buy a ticket to midweek because it looks dead. You can't see that when you're watching on Wolverhampton. And you just end up at the back of the tables or something. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I get it. How are we doing, Mark? Hope you are good. Um, Pete's the uh, most important person in the house. Yeah, no, it was, it, it was good. Um, right. Group stages, the standouts, obviously, they were mentioned in the chat room, but Stowe Bunts, what a week he had <laughs> ahead of his trip to, to, to Ali Pali. In one of the most difficult groups, in a group where most people had him finishing bottom, maybe getting a one win over, but the fact he was through after his two games was was just incredible. Um, and he just carried that form on. You know, he looked, he looked very impressive. Obviously, the dames that Lunder, he wasn't as good, but that, this is what the Grand Slam's all about with the group stage. It's someone going in, we're not expecting a huge amount from him, especially in that group. And then to come through as he did, he was one of a few that stood out as being very, very good in the groups. Some who didn't even qualify deserve a mention. You'd like to have, I thought Bob and Fallon was very good um, as well. So it was a very, very good group stage. I thought, I'd say, a lot of it was enjoyable. The frustration is when you get into quarterfinals, isn't it? As the dames yeah. have already seen. Yeah. Um, look, you, you touched on Bo there. It took a ridiculous checkout from Damon Hetter to rescue the situation. And it, and it was a, an absolute rescue job that that 164 was against Bo. He needed it. Let's just put it that way. He oh, definitely that at, at that point, if that doesn't go and Bo hits, the game's over. I guess we'll never know. Yeah, it was. It, you know what? He wasn't playing bad at that stage. Bow was just found uh, a dame or was close to a ray dame at that, and just looked like she wasn't going to be stopped. And it took something incredible to do that. I would love to have seen. Um, I'd love to have seen Bow at that London format. You know, getting through like we have done with Fallon, and we've seen that Fallon can still push up. It'd have been interesting to see Bow over a best of nineteen. Um, because, like I said, she flew out the blocks in all her dames. It would, um, it'd have been good to see that, but Damon done the job, and that one six four was one of the best checkouts of the week because oh. of the time, because of the timing of it. Mental, um, that group most of the drama from the group stage as well, didn't it? Because 
We had Petretsku's absolute implosion from flavor of the week to most hated man in the hearts in the space of three weeks. I'm going to say it now. I don't care. His attitude backstage on that last group game was shit. Uh, it wasn't much better on stage from what we even like, And The, the one like, thing I've got, and this isn't me going all the Euro Tour, our crowd isn't as bad. Like, he literally won a Euro Tour in Germany in the last six weeks. There is absolutely no way at some point he has not benefited from a crowd like that, given how many Euro Tours are in Germany. 100%. If you cannot stomach it, then you shouldn't have dished it out, is, is the way it goes. Oh, you shouldn't be so enamoured with the crowd that got you over the line in your first title. Don't get me wrong, he was magnificent that week, and he played Peter Wright in the final, who the German crowd are pretty respectful of. But it goes yeah. both ways. Oh, 100%. He had an absolute catastrophic meltdown. Yeah. And I get the impression he's going to get barrels at Ali Pali, but we'll, we'll, we'll see on that. Depends who he doesn't it? Like... But you you would think as well that players would have learned, i.e. Derwin Price still that's it from what he did with the Darren Anderson match and prior to that and other occasions. But doing it on one just sticks with people, especially it's a venue. If he's back in Wolverhampton and then, people are not going to forget how he, how he was on stage. It's just uh, it's very strange for someone like you said who's benefited from it before, being on the other yeah, side. Yeah, of it. This is the time of the year where without wanting to offend a lot of people. The darts casuals get back on board. Yeah. They will have been looking this week. It's, it's that kind of season. There was no football this week. It's been an international break. So there's no Premier League to clash with throughout the week. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not sure he'd be allowed then, Pete. They'd probably get banned for copyright issues. Um. Someone asked, Bo, was Bo the biggest 180 in the group stages? I don't know if she finished it, but she I know after, I know after two games, her and Fallon were one and three. Bo had eight, Fallon had five, I think it was. I, I don't, I, I didn't see the stats after the final one, but I know she was after two, certainly. Yeah. She, she, I think she had two or three more than Stamen, so I'd be surprised. I can't think of anyone else in the group stages who had that run of four or five in their final game that would have. Trumped, but yeah, you didn't play enough legs. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I know she was definitely after two, but I didn't see the stats after um, after four. Um, Fallon again, good from her. One one game against Clearmacker, which was good. She got the brunt of a Michael performance and and pushed Rob as well. So. Good signs for, for her as well, heading towards Ali Pali. Yeah, so, so generally just for the women's game, I guess, with Fallon maintaining a certain level when she's on stage. Yes, not then out of the group, but then in a very, very difficult group with um, Van Derwin and Pross in there. Um, Bo doing what she's done, just showing at the age of 19 the levels that she can reach. And it's just a huge, huge positive for the women's game that Bow and Fallon are doing that. And we've seen previous players do it before. Um, but I thought generally, they're, they're the two players who come out with a huge amount of credit who didn't qualify just because of the manner of performances where there's other players like Petrescu, like Van Veen probably. They were quite the opposite. 
How did Jian go from a dart away to winning his first game to being the first player eliminated? Is the most bizarre story oh. of the week, and he's probably won the most. When you when you talk about disappointments from that week, you can chuck Marco Smith in there. You can chuck Jian in there. Johnny and, and Barry were in a tough little group. Dirk shoulder injury, but Jian's fall off in that group was staggering. Yeah, I, I spoke to him about it. We'll come on to that in a second. However, I'm going to play a quick 17 second video. That's to segue it into something. Very precise. Very precise. <laughs> and as if by magic, we're joined by the one and only Mr. Josh Rock. How are we doing, buddy? Not too bad. How are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Back home, all okay? Yeah, everything's great. Back home, we man's just about to go to bed here, so all good. Uh, nice. Um, first of all, mate, congratulations. A, a good tournament for you overall. Like, I'm sure you'll be gutted about the way it ended, but so many positives to take. Oh, yeah, so many positives to take from it. You know, first quarter final, the big stage. Uh, me and James pushed each other all the way to the end, but maybe it took a wee bit too long, but my heart race was going far too quick, so I had to try and calm myself down to get it obviously down as quick as I could, but there were three, well, two well-thrown darts. First one was a bit too high, but look, it's a learning curve, so on to the next one. Yeah, look, the whole, the whole tournament as a whole, I know we laughed and joked after your first game that you finally won a game on TV <laughs> this year, and that, from there to get to the quarterfinals must give you so much confidence with Minehead a few days away and, of course, Ali Pally on the horizon. Oh, yeah, it's, it's great to have my confidence back on the stage, but... I don't like playing at Minehead. I never have, but <laughs> playing the word youth. I'm not a good record at Minehead, so hopefully I can change it this week. But uh, I think I'll just take it more easy this week and then focus for the words. To be fair, you're not the only player that doesn't like playing at Minehead. So you're you're in quite a big club there. The, the uh, <laughs> there's not a lot of players. <laughs> uh, and as if by magic, uh, Rav is joining us in the chat room. Hope you are good, mate. Um, <laughs> the boss. Yeah, the, the, the boss is in. It was good to see him over the week as well. Uh, look, we're not going to bore you with too much dance, mate. But first of all, obviously, it's been a whirlwind for you. You've gone from little Josh Rock over in Northern Ireland to boom in the front of millions of people. Uh, so what's it been like over the last two years? It's a big change in my life the last two years, big time, because I was even out the day and I went in the three shops and you get noticed by so many people and you're like, it's, it's nice. Obviously. So, my life's took a big, massive turn. For the better, though, I'm guessing. I'm guessing you're, you're enjoying that now? Oh, yeah, 100% I'm enjoying it because it's it's one thing I never thought I'd never have in life. Obviously, being noticed, if that makes sense. So, yeah, it's, it's a nice feeling. It means you've got to do your hair every time you go out, though, doesn't it? <laughs> you can't just chuck <laughs> your tracky on again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, sometimes I have to be okay dressed, like, obviously, just in case people on photos. But, yeah, you're right. Those awkward airport selfies and everything, yeah? I've had quite a few of them. <laughs> Especially if you're just <laughs> off the plane, you're like, can you not just get in the terminal first? <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, look, you and Boise have got something in common as well. Your your love for Manchester United, uh, yep. away from it. Huge football fan? Oh, huge football fan. Sport Manchester United and Glasgow Rangers. So, uh, I'm a big football fan. I love my football. Uh, we, we know the Rangers from the walk-on, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Just out of interest, when you get to Premier League status and things like that, have you thought of your alternative walk-on song because you won't be able to use that in certain cities? 
That's, but the song isn't a Rangers song. It's just one they've used and when the stadium's been going on. So there's like there's nothing bad about like Sweet Caroline and yeah. Penny Arcade and stuff. There's nothing bad about that song because me and Dave Allen's already had that talk, so we're all Fair fine. <laughs> I, I like that because I, I just remember poor Mensa getting pouters when Sky messed it up and you played by mistake in Aberdeen. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you've never seen anything like it. Obviously, they didn't play it in Glasgow for obvious reasons. Yeah. And then for some reason, Sky messed up. Mensa stood at the top of the walk on Aberdeen. Simply the best hits and genuine. I've, I've never seen Mensa just want to run off in all my life. He, 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 <laughs> really ruined the bloke. Yeah, oh, he's, he's, he's like this going, what's, what's going on? Yeah, there's, uh, there's, one, there's one man I fancy to take on on all though. It would be Mensa, I think, after thirty. Yeah, you know, yeah, a few headbutts. <laughs> so, do, do you get to many games either Old Trafford or Ibrox? I was. Fun, I've actually never been to Ibrox in my life, but funny enough, there the last Pro Tours, I got tickets to Old Trafford against Newcastle. It wasn't a great result, but it was nice to be there again. Especially with so, Dovey as well, yeah. Been a great result for the last five years. <laughs> Uh, but it was with Scott Williams, but he's a Newcastle fan. He's in the edit end, so it was bad for him. So, <laughs> can't even celebrate. That's brilliant. So, Dobie took Ross Smith. You took Scott Williams. Scott Williams. <laughs> uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a good day. It wasn't a good night. Any um, any other sports or anything that, that, that you're involved in away from darts? Oh, one of, one of my when I'm at home, I usually go play snooker quite often with my uncle and my brother-in-law. So, I like a bit of snooker myself. Decent, and it? My highest break's 39, so I'm okay. <laughs> he still beat Boise. Because Joe Cullen loves a bit of a stooker as well, doesn't he? I, I, I actually probably play it more often than I think because Steve, even when we're away at Pro Tours and we're, say we're out early, we look for a snooker club that's no, close by to go and play snooker. You don't that's want to be telling people that, by the way, Josh. <laughs> You do know that snooker club. As soon as you're out first round in the next pro tour, you do know that snooker club's going to be a pretty busy now. <laughs> well, you're about to be in, but when you're out, you're doing off. That's just going to be snooker. On the pro tours and stuff like that, are you pleased with the move to Monday, Tuesdays, or mainly midweeks? Oh, it's, it's not, it doesn't bother me. Obviously, because I don't work anymore. Starts is my full time. So, well, I still don't class starts as a job. It's my dream hobby. So, took further. So it's not going to bother me midweek, so it's just we let the same. Big time. I like that. Um, the way it's going and everything, your little stable and practice team that you've got, how much has that helped? Obviously, there's you, Rob, Scott Williams, Joe Shea. I bet the um, I bet the practice sessions are decent. We see some of the pictures that you boys post when you're all together and that. Oh, there's times it can be really good practices and there's times it's not so good, but they're more better and what, uh, whatnot. So, but it's good. The way I look at it is brilliant practice with Rob because in my eyes, he didn't obviously he didn't get a chance in the final against Humphreys, but Rob's one of the best finishers in the game. And when I, me and him's practicing, I know I need to hit everything, even to get a shot. How much have you learned from Rob in the last year? I've, I've, I think that's why it's helped me a lot this year being behind Rob because Rob's helped me so much mentally getting through the going through all different gears what practice well not really practice routines but just consistently playing well is the fact that he's had such a an up and down career as well in the PDC quite similar to yourself really he shoots out of nowhere does what he does then he has a bit of a drop off now he's climbing back up again 
the fact that you're quite similar in such a short space of time, has that helped having somebody that's been there and done that? Oh, 100%, because he knows he's been up and down. Obviously, I haven't experienced the really downside yet, unlike him, obviously, when he won the words, had to play Premier League and all that, and then he just shot down because <laughs> it was all new to him. So, But he's helped me a lot that way too. And, Josh, back to this weekend, going into this weekend, obviously, you've not had the best of time on TV this year. What was the mindset going into this week? And then, obviously, getting three wins out of three with nothing before. How did that then change? I think it, I think it's just because I like the, the venue. <laughs> obviously, because of what I'd done last year. So, I think I just got the confidence back when I knew what venue was going to. So, I had a nine dart at it, play the MVG and played outstanding. Then, I think it just all came back in that one tournament. So, hopefully, it'll continue on to the birds. Let's get mine, Ed. Well, let's get back. Let's get back. Let's just get out of the picture first. No, no one likes mine. Then. Let's let's be fair. Um, obviously the, the world youth. Obviously, was that a disappointment the way that you didn't or you're not going to have a chance to defend your title on that stage because of the way it all panned out? Uh, we had three. We had three weeks off, and obviously the development tour were playing and challenge tour was playing. So obviously. Can't really, I can't really can't say it was my own fault, but there's like there's not many competitions here in Northern Ireland to go and play. And obviously Rob was doing World Series and all that, so it was even harder to even get somebody to practice with. So I got the quarters. I didn't even play well the whole way through and played Jian. And it's either between him and Luke who wins it. So hopefully it's Jian because it means he got beat by the winner. So I'll be, I'll be happy enough. <laughs> <laughs> you, you touched on there. What, what's the dart scene like in, in Northern Ireland, obviously away from the, the, the professional rank? There's, to be honest, Bill, there's not a big lot here in Northern Ireland at all. It's kind of fell away the last, since COVID, big time. There's just the odd competition here and there that I see up on Facebook and all that, and obviously I'm obviously away playing PDC and stuff, but there's not a big lot. Does it make which you is, Which is sad to see. Sorry? Does it make you consider a move to perhaps base yourself in the UK where the ADC is obviously picking up massively, you can go and play in vaults and that sort of stuff, or county system's that little bit stronger or there's just that little bit more going on plus you're closer to the Pro Tour events or are you set up where you are? No, I'm happy where I am because me and the missus we've just bought this new house so we're happy where we are. I wouldn't. I, I don't think I can move because I don't think I would like to move away from home, personally. Well, I, I, I like that and you kind of answered the question there that we're quite lucky in England and because we've got a fantastic county system. Well, not fantastic, but we've got a Super League system ADC vault, so there's always something for guys to to keep their arm in. Yeah, 100%. But now that I've actually started practicing again, that's when the darts have started coming back. So I've actually stopped being lazy and I've actually picked up the darts and now I'm practicing every day when I'm home. Is that kind of a difficult thing to grasp? Because we've spoken to other players that have turned pro and left their jobs and find it hard to motivate themselves to practice on their own. Is that something that you struggle with? It did before whenever. Me and I lived with the missus's mum at the time when we were living there. And then obviously we bought this house. And if we bought the house, it's been changed because I can actually just practice in the living room because that's where the board is. I've got the TV on the wall. It's great. So watch TV and put practice. It's perfect. I like that. Um, got a couple of questions for you coming in as well, mate. Um, what's your realistic ambition for the next 12 months? Well, I really want to try and get into the top 16 in the world. That's, that was my biggest push between the next 12 months is. Obviously, uh, there's not really. Obviously, me and this year was actually trying to win a European tour. Obviously, I got to a final, 
but then that obviously didn't happen. So my next is the top sixteen, and obviously if I won the major, I won the major. That's a bonus. On that top sixteen, we obviously know there's a lot of doors that open. This time last year, obviously everyone was saying that you had an outside shot at the Premier League. I know Barry was in your corner as well, giving you so much in- encouragement. Did you ever believe that it was a realistic thing, or was that more of a, a, a hope this time last year? <laughs> it was probably a hope. I would have, I would have to have won. Probably got to the final of the words even to see the Premier League. I wasn't even thinking about it. It was, <laughs> it was quite funny comments. People saying they should have got Premier League, but. Look, I had what the year I had, and personally, I think I play a lot better. The higher averages aren't there, but the consistency is a lot there. We're getting finals and stuff, so I think I've had a better year this year than I did last year. I would have loved to have seen the conversation between you and Rob Frost if your name would have been in the Premier League this year. <laughs> and Rob wasn't. I tell, tell didn't you, want part, to be there. We all know it. <laughs> he did he want to be there. Care. He wouldn't even care. Well, I think Rob's getting Premier League now, so. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. I don't think they turn it down. On the Premier League, obviously, if you were to get to win Minehead or get to a world final, do you think you're ready for it now? I don't know if I can say I'm ready or not ready. I mean, a different experience, obviously, probably being only home one day a week, but I wouldn't mind it because I would love to play in front of the Belfast crowd, definitely. 100%. Belfast, absolutely rocking. Uh, I think it would rock if I was playing on it, to be honest. <laughs> So, but I obviously I want to get Premier League, I want to play Premier League one day. So just to experience it all. If I only have the one shot or a ten shots at it, like obviously like Van Gogh and all that. So, well, you never know what the future holds. Um, go on, boys. No, I was just going to say you mentioned there the rankings and you wanted to enter that top sixteen. How important is it for you to be number one for your country and then representing your country potentially to World Cup next year? Oh, it was great because of by doing it all next year anyway. Number one from Northern Ireland now, it was it was a bit for a couple of months. It was obviously I was at the bottom, then it was Brendan, then it was Daryl, then it was Daryl uh, or Brendan, Daryl, me. I was always at the bottom, and then obviously I got the consistency back again and I pushed myself all the way to number one again for the first time. So it was great. Captain Rock for the World Cup. Uh, there's not a bad ring to that. I like, keep winding, I kept winding Daryl up. He said, I was like, ah. You know, I'm a heady in the rankings and all that. He says, I not for long. And I said, we'll see, we'll see. And obviously, <laughs> our banter between each other. but And then, obviously, I went further, so it was great. Um, got one from Joe. He says, who's your favourite um, player of all time? And have you got a current favourite on tour now as well? Obviously, my favourite player of all time, everybody knows, was Gary Anderson, because everything he does is exactly what I do. Throw fast. <laughs> you get your darts as quick as you can and stand behind the man to play darts again. So, But... If I had the same, my favourite player it would be Rob Cross and Scott Williams, definitely because they helped me a lot. I would say John O'Shea, but hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he keeps his third card if he gets to the World Championship and all. But he'll get a bite at Q Skull, I hope. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that. Um, Andy says, without the players in your management stable, who are you close to on tour? Nathan Rafferty. Yeah, I'm very yeah. good friends with Nathan Rafferty, and obviously. Pretty close with Dalgarney as well, but I would say I'd be more friendly with Nathan Rafferty. Yeah, no, I like, I, I like that. He's a good, good lad as well. I think it's just because, obviously, we're close in age and all that, so... Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably that. Uh, on the Premier League, Rab saying yes in the chat room. He's, well, he, that, he, he's I'm in. ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're on... He's the boss. He's the boss. ready for yeah, it. You're gaff for saying yes. Well, if he says yes, that's a good thing. Um, before we let you go, 
Ali Pali, five, four weeks away, whatever it is. What's the prep like after Minehead for you, obviously, because there are no tournaments. Is it spend some time in England practising with the boys? Yep, I think that's what we're planning on. I'm going to come over for maybe a week. Me, Rob, Scott, obviously, hopefully, John, if he's on it. We'll get Ali Pali prepped on, but I'll be coming over to England for, I'd say, a week to practice. Definitely. And if all goes well at Ali Pali, how does your travel schedule look? Do you go home or are you bringing your family to England and staying in, in England as long as you're in? Uh, well, obviously, depending on where. Obviously, we're only playing once before Christmas because thankfully this year I'm a seed. So I'll be playing once and I'll be going straight home when they end. If I'm still in, touch wood, hopefully that. I'll be flying out in Boxing Day. And then, obviously, we'll see what happens from on, from then. Yeah, it's just nice to see how, because different people approach it in, in different ways. Oh, yeah, I, I understand that. It's difficult because obviously you want to concentrate. It's a bit crap that, obviously, it's Christmas. At the same time, you want to spend time with your kids and all that. Obviously, the sacrifices you take. But I'll be coming home because it's only a 40-minute flight, so it's easy enough. Does little one watch the TV and, and see see you on there yet? It has started to a lot more now, <laughs> which is good because she, whenever way she sends me videos after a play, so obviously, because she doesn't like, she thinks she'll distract me if she sends me stuff, which is respectful, so she sends me a lot of stuff after a play. That's Josh, great to see. Josh, absolute pleasure to have you on the live lounge, mate. Thank you very, very much, as always. Not a problem. And, Thank you very much for having me. And we'll see you in Minehead. Remember, you can do it in Minehead. It's not that cold. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> No, it's not about the call. I just can't play on it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll obviously give it 110% every time. Mate, absolute pleasure to have you on, mate. And I shall see no. you Thursday or Friday. No, I'll do. See you Thursday or Friday. Thank you very much, boys. Pleasure, mate. Cheers, Good night. Good night. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Tell you what, I love that. Yes. Can we point out the fact that you played a 17-second clip that was very precise that wasn't even an advert for any of our sponsors? You've played our clip. What's your point? Play the game, man. <laughs> it was just the one that was in front of my chair. That, that, that'll do. 17 seconds. Um, but that massive thank you um, to Josh for coming on. And I, I just like that mindset that he's got now. Come across really, really well. Yeah, and... He's got the results. This is where the Grand Slam to me huge help to someone. If he was down into Minehead or the Worlds without them wins on his back, um, just getting through the group stage in the manner he does, that can be a, a season changer for Josh on TV. And we know what he can do. So it'll be interesting to see how he approaches or how he plays in Minehead and then taking that into the Worlds. Yeah, see, so look, Peter knows. Always good to have Peter in. <laughs> He knows. I think I did enough of that last week where I was telling Boyce I was going to rob his tickets. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, yeah, so, right, we'll go We'll go back to the, the Grand Slam. Um, Gary Anderson, you laughed at me when I said he was back. No, I didn't. He's not? 
<laughs> I didn't laugh at you. I said, I want to see him do it on TV. I'm more than happy watching him do it on the floor, but he needs to go and produce. And there's a big difference. And it's a bit like Phil Taylor, the conversation earlier. We hold Gary being back to a higher standard because he has been and was so elite that for Gary to be back, he has to win three TV titles a year. He's back. You can't, Phil, we can't... He, he got to a quarter-final of the Grand Slam. I'm not saying he's back at all. I don't... Oh, it was glorious to watch, by the way, the entire time. 100%. I think he's talked himself out of that quarter-final, by the way. He did a pre-record where he said it's going to be a bit of an issue and I'm getting on a bit now to play first to 16 after a semi-final on the Sunday back-to-back if he gets that far. And then I think he's walked off and someone's gone, Gary, you do realise it's first to 16 in the match you're literally about to play. (laughs) And you can just see the moment where he's played like 21 legs in the game and he's like, oh, it's a bloody long way this (laughs) in his head. And it it just ticks over a little bit. Look, the, the performance to beat Gezi, that, that that had been the only thing that had been missing was beating one of the big boys on TV in that manner. Oh, yeah, that, I agree. It was that, that was the only thing that had been missing and that one's ticked off. It's it's not the only thing that's missing. Yeah. It's doctor that to the he's doctor that to the back end of the tournament. Quarterfinal is the back end. Everyone's saying that Chizzy's been Superb. He's had the one of the best years ever. Gary's had a better year overall. There's two mm-hmm. ways to look at this. Is Gary Anderson back to the level that we know and love Gary Anderson to have been five years ago? No. Is Gary Anderson firmly in the conversation of a contender moving forward for TV events? Yes. And that, that's a happy medium. Oh, right now, he is a contender. The way you played at the weekend, the fact that you played like that over the distance, the fact the upcoming events, the Players' Championship finals don't play anywhere near that length of format and the World Championships is set play. So he can afford to have the odd game off or the odd little break and take a breather and come back out and play badly for a set but recover when he comes back out after that is a massive, massive bonus to Gary. And that's also a very, very good point by more than in the chat room. Because we are talking about the manner of Southern Darry Anderson's performances, and it frustrates me to say because I can see Dobbs smug face already about it. But James Wade has done further than Darry, and we don't tend to mention him in the same sort of light because the performances are, are slightly different and the manner on stage. But yeah, because there's a difference right now, despite all of it. That's why I'm I don't saying think James Darry's Wade is playing that well, and yet he was a European finalist and a match play at a Grand Slam semi finalist. But that's why I'm saying that I. Darry's very close to yeah. being back, but it, he's, I can't say yeah until he's got to say a final. But if you beat Desi and Luke in the forming, then maybe the semi final would have done that. But he's a contender. Still, still more, there's contender. still more to come, Phil. I'm saying it in a positive way than a. Yeah. Well, there's still more to come, but I, everyone knows I've been on this since February time. <laughs> he is a contender moving forward. He has to be, not only because. He's playing well right now, but actually there is a severe drop-off in a lot of other players that have been contenders for a long time. Michael Van Gerwen is not the unflappable Michael Van Gerwen that we've seen in the past. Michael Smith looks to be in a little bit of trouble right now. I agree. 
Don't <laughs> state that. Peter Wright is very hit or miss. He won the European Championships, fair enough. But up until that point this year, he'd been dreadful. And then he failed to get out of his group at the Grand Slam. You're then looking at the likes of Aspinall, who hasn't played a lot of darts. Don't get wrong, that game against Rob Cross was a far better performance from Nathan Aspinall than I predicted, Dan predicted on the fallout bar. And anybody else that had watched the moment since the match play and his great performance... It was a lot better than we expected, especially for a player that has failed to get through Pro Tours to put himself in the Players' Championship Finals. But he does now have a big break before he picks up his darts again. Johnny Clayton struggled for form since the loss of his father. Dirk van Dijvenbolder's shoulder is now suddenly in bits. Dave Chisnell's record on TV is dreadful. And when you put all of that together, Joe Collins not had the season that he's had in the last couple of years. Chris Dobie's played okay, but needs to do more. James Wade is back contending without playing well. Gary Anderson suddenly becomes a contender. But if four of those suddenly hit form again right now, does he remain a serious contender for a title? Possibly not. But he's, he's also worried that he's already considering the length of a first to 16 when you're about to approach the World Championships that can be even more led, a lot more led than that. Early stages, not so much. but And I know you don't have the double on the same day. But you still are in, once you're in the quarterfinal sort of stage, the very, very long formats, very, very quick turnaround, really. I don't think it was a, a physical issue with Gary. I think it was a little bit of a mental block where he, he'd said, oh, it's been a while. I'm not sure how it's going to hold up over that long. It actually held up pretty well. He fell asleep for a couple of legs, but was still picking off some big finishes amongst that. And actually, the level that Luke produced in response was ridiculously good over that length of match. The only time Luke didn't produce a level that ridiculously good was a semi-final, and we all saw how that played out. But like he's got the chance to to fall asleep and, and have those moments now. And the next time he really plays a long-duration match play game would be the match play, a match beyond the realms of a massive step up to what he's played on a pro tour. Like Even races to 10, they're wrong. They are longer than a race to six, but actually the step up isn't considered that great for a player that's played as long as Gary is. A step up from a best of 11 to a best of 31 with one stop in the middle out of nowhere is a big step. But actually now he's played that and he knows he can live with Luke for 95% of that match over that length of game, it'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. James Wade getting to... The, the semi-final, and at times he was prime wading, but that's what James Wade does. Yeah. James Wade is never going to be this huge scorer. It was you give him anything from one to one or one thirty, Dan. He's going to get a dart. Yeah, I guess the the surprise of that was that semi-final, because there were so many opportunities where throughout the whole week. Any opportunity he seems to take, his he's, he's checkout percentage when it mattered was ridiculous up until that Sunday afternoon. And it just fell apart in a game where, if he'd have took a few of them early on, we could have seen a very, very different outcome. Because we know what how good James Wade is once he's in front. Oh, look, in the semi-final, he should have been 7-3 up at the second break. At least. And it would have taken probably Luke Humphreys to perform like he did in the final to then pull that back, as we know how good James Wade is on throw when he's got a lead. Yeah. 
Yeah, when, when Luke's like, what, two from ten on tops or whatever he was. The, the fact you're not out of sight at that point, or at least putting the sword to Luke, was always going to be an issue for James at that point. Because he could not go the entire length of that match, a player of that quality, without starting to find doubles. Yeah, he was always going to find it at, at some point. Um, before we go on to, obviously, the semi-finals and finals in depth, um, it was your most disappointing at the Grand Slam in terms of the, the high-profile names. World champion's got to be in that conversation. Well, for me, world, world number one and three. Yeah. Out in the group, Michael Smith. Don't get me wrong, in a group with James Wade and Christoph Ratajski, who are both incredibly steady darters, but neither of them really has that ridiculous ceiling A-plus game that should be able to frighten Michael Smith when he turns on the afterburners. And his record in the group stages of the Grand Slam for the last 10 years or so has, has been one of, you can't beat me. He doesn't lose in the group stage. It's not what Michael Smith does. And don't get me wrong, he has only lost one game in the group stage and managed to fall foul of leg difference. But it's still a group that actually we looked at and went, well, Smith should be through and which one of Wade and Ratajski comes through is probably a shootout. And that just hasn't happened. And it's been a tough year results-wise for the world number one and world champion. Yeah, it, it, it's more Michael Smith than Peter Wright because we know the inconsistencies of Peter Wright this year. So the element of surprise probably wasn't there. And in a, a difficult group, which some people had predicted that Wright would have made it through anyway. I don't think that anyone predicted that Michael Smith would make it through from, from the big names. The, I guess the other name of disappointment from me, and I mentioned him earlier, was Van Veen, just because the expectation that he set this year to then go 4 0 up in that first game and it just fall apart. The rest was was just not, I guess, what we was expecting. But it's time for him to, to get ready for what's going to be a huge game on Sunday. Well, he's got players' championships before that. Yeah, yeah. But the the build up to the World Youth Championship, I guess everyone was thinking that Van Veen this weekend would be good for him in lead up to that. I'm not quite sure it has been. I think Luke's sitting at home thinking, I'm glad he's had that weekend. Yeah. It'll it'll be interesting to to see. Um across the the, the, the tournament. The best two players made the final. I thought both Rob and Luke were sensational at times. Hard to disagree. We've been not big on Rob Cross, but the form has been there. Two Euro, uh, two World Series titles earlier in the year. We made a couple of comments earlier in the a couple of weeks ago that maybe being contention in on Muswell Hill in a few weeks' time and that. The fact remains that Rob Cross is one of the few players in World Darts that can go and lift titles with his B game. And that B game right now is very, very good. And that A game is even better. And it, yeah. might, it might not look the most flashy up on stage. It might not be the free-flowing brilliance that Luke Humphreys can produce or Van Gerwen or Smith produce when they're up and running. But right now, the consistency level of Rob Cross through this entire year has been superb. 
in that final, he was a 7-3 down, average 106. Yeah. He's the first player, one of only two finals to make not get past the halfway while averaging over 103. Yeah. Um, he but, didn't do it. Honestly, I, I can't think of much he did run. The, no. the 170 was a, a, was magical, but the, the performances from Rob throughout the week, and then he peaked in the final and still didn't need just got to halfway. He's just was ridiculous, but then only a good sign for Rob Frost down into the back end. Yeah, yeah. Look, we'll play a couple of clips from the interviews because they both said good things. We'll do the winner first. Yeah, I mean, the Leicester one will never be beaten unless it's a world title because, of course, when you win your first, it's always the most special. You know, the way I did it, uh, you know, the way it started, the way I finished it, it was just. It was the, the dream, you know. It could never have been any better that first one. Not saying that my second one isn't any any just as good, but the first one always means the most. And then obviously the second one. I mean, this is a really really tough one to win. You know, I think the five toughest ones in in, in my opinion in the calendar is the Worlds, the Premier League, uh, the Match Play, the Grand Prix, and the Grand Slam. They're the most cruel and they're the hardest ones to win. So to win two of them five is yeah, it's um something I never imagined to do in a calendar year. So, yeah, I'm really pleased. I'm much more accomplished player than I am. You know, obviously, just because I've won the two majors out of the last two or three, it doesn't mean I'm just going to go to the woods and win that with ease. It's going to be even tougher. It's going to be harder. It's going to be more pressure. But, um, you know, we'll have to see what happens there. I just, you know, feel like what I've done this year has exceeded all expectations. Um, but there's that, just that little thing in my mind that thinks, you know, you can um, do two things at once, being world champion and world number one. So, of course, when I... When I uh, walk onto that stage, I'm going to be giving it full focus to win a, win the world title. You may not be aware, but you have gone favourite to win that world championship now. Really? Wow. What's that, what does that say to you? Well, that's obviously um, really nice from them, but I don't think I'm favourite. Of course, I'm just Luke. I just think of myself as, you know, a decent-ish player sometimes, and I can nick a trophy here and there. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's nice from, the, uh, from whoever's done that. But, you know, I, I still think there's a lot of players in front of me that's got a lot more experience, a lot more... Um, pedigree um, I've won a lot more than I have you know there's three players in front of me in the world rankings are you know I don't need to name names them three have got a bigger pedigree than me and won a lot more than I have so uh, but yeah I mean regardless of favourites or not favourites you know I think it's going to be a great world championships but you know I've got next week to worry about yeah I'm still another major to go before I'm even thinking about the world after the quarterfinal you said you may be the best player in the world right now are you now the best player in the world right well, now too, Maybe mate. the best player in the world today. <laughs> <laughs> best player in the world today. Um, yeah. How did he still find a way to mention the fucking Premier League? <laughs> um, first of all, the look on his face when we told him he was favourite for the world was something. He already knew. They, they didn't. Because he went favourite after the second session. He's a very he's yeah. a very good actor. If he if he knew before then, I'd have him dinner. Yeah, um, but the fact that Gezi and Michael are not. Fa- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Favorites for a tournament says a lot. Someone just on back-to-back in with odds of Grand Prix, Grand Slamage. Is there an element of, is there a surprise? The, the question with Luke is always been about, similar to what it was with Michael, he's going on and winning on TV, and then what can you do afterwards? Both Michael Smith done it a few months after, Luke's done it a month after. Them question marks are done. It's right now is is there a negative part to Luke's Damon? I can't see any at all, which makes it a very, very difficult tool. The one thing, as he mentioned, is there's a lot of quality in the field and there's a lot of experience in the field that have got over that line at a world championship, which will be a different feel. Um but he's the man to death at now. He's 100% right now the man to their at. He is. And I, th- I think there's two more ways to, to look at this. I hopped on, uh, Matt Edgar was live streaming last night. I watched along and we were talking about Luke. And actually, he's still getting better. He, he is not the finished art. He's not the finished Luke Humphreys right now. And that must be a worry for, for those looking at it. Obviously, the price is a reflection of the fact that Gerwin Price has not held a major title for 14 months. And Michael Van Gerwen is... So inconsistent right now. Marcus Smith struggling for form. We've, we've mentioned all those players, but there is also an opportunity here that it might be beneficial for Luke to bomb out of the first round of the players' championships. And as daft as that seems, if he goes to Ali Pali having won three of the last four, there's a different weight of expectation on him than if he's won two of the last four, but has also been made to look human in the European Championships and the Players' Championship Finals. And it just keeps him that little bit more levelled out heading into the big one. I'm not sure that's the required... The mindset of him at the moment and watching him up close yesterday and how he's done and won the two titles. It's not someone who's just got over the line. He's demolished someone with a one off three average in the final. He'd done a pretty decent job on Price in the other one. I'm whatever happens this weekend, I, I can't see how he's not down in his favourite. Unless the only way that changes the only way that changes isn't from Lou Humphreys. The only way that changes for me is if Michael Van Derwin does on a rampage this weekend or Derwin Price does on a rampage this weekend and have as a tournament average over hundred. Then the butties may change, but I don't think it's it, Luke can only maintain where he's himself by done and winning it. I think it's to do with um, Derwin and Michael, the only ones who can change that with a fantastic weekend there. I'd still send him in as favourite, even if he bombs out the first round of players' championship. But for if his one own, them, if one of them go and do ridiculous stuff this weekend, yeah, I, I still back him because they've been so inconsistent. I don't get me wrong, yes, they have been there and done it, but right now, Luke is a far better player. But for his own benefit, not winning the players' championship finals, 
as daft as that seems, not winning a title, I just think winning three of the last four, you get very caught up. You walk into Ali Pali, floating on air, and it can just get wiped out from underneath you. It's interesting. Um, how are you doing, Matador? I hope you are good. Uh, yeah, the XL Luke Humphrey stems. I'm not, not javelins. Never. Um, right. I'm going to play the clip from Rob Cross because he said some, some very good things afterwards as well. I lost to the better man. No doubt about that. Luke was the better man on the night and mostly sort of, I get on with Luke, you know. There's no bad, bad blood there or anything. Um, He's, he's a good boy and he deserves that and he played great, you know. When you sit at the back of the stage, you're averaging 106 and can't get near him. What's that feeling like at times? Do you know, I did that. I saw probably my catalyst. I lost a little bit of concentration. I think I went 180 and I missed three at tops. That was that was the only thing sort of early what I sort of done wrong, which maybe. And I switched off for a little bit, you know. I wanted to go around the 15, 16, but he was just too good, you know. So, um, yeah, if I wanted to be crucial and, and a bit judgmental, that would be the only thing for me. But look, Best man won. I don't think there's anyone out there really what can argue with it. Um, pricey, I think. I think big numbers this week. Mm. Um, look, you could argue with that that he's just bumped into one. Um, but at the same time, nah, he's probably been one of the best players for the last couple of years. And credit to him. So, off of that. Is there a doubt that Luke Humphreys is the best player on planet darts right now? No. I don't, I don't think there was. I don't, there's nobody sticking their hand up for me. The, the only other name that keeps getting chucked up in contention is Gerwin Price. And the issue I have with Gerwin Price is that he keeps finding a way to not win trophies. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, some of the performances Gerwin Price is putting in have been fabulous. Two of the group stage performances were ridiculous from him. And if he clicks, his A game, Gerwin Price's A game might very well be the best on the planet right now. But he's not producing it often enough in the critical moments enough. And when he's not producing it, he's open to losses. The best player in the world cannot not have a title to his name for me. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I, I think that Luke is the best player. I don't necessarily agree that... When it's a split between both of those at the minute... Oh, you know, right, right now, 100%. Yeah. I'm not arguing that Luke isn't, but... I'm not saying in every single conversation we're ever going to have, if somebody doesn't have a title, they can't be the best in the world. They can be the most informed player. But if you give me a choice between those two right now, I'm picking the guy that's won two of the last three titles on TV. Oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not arguing that he is the best player in the world. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. So, heading towards Alexandra Palace, who are we worried about right now? Because, because there are a lot of players at the moment not playing particularly well. Well, I'm, I've looked at and it will change this weekend. But the project, projected World Championship draw and the seedings look absolutely terrible for Barney because he would be in a quarter where we'd play Luke Humphreys, 
He then's got Joe Cullen, Stephen Bunting, Derwin Price, Gary Anderson and Damon Etta all in the same quarter. That is ridiculous for someone where we've seen what Barney's doing on TV. So, some obviously things stand changed this weekend. There's a lot of money on the line, but that quarter at the moment looks ridiculous. I hope things do change because you've literally just named the four, maybe five most informed players in the world and they're all in the same part of the well, Damon, Damon's 12 and would have Dando, who's 21. Yeah. Derwin Price and Dolan, they're in, they would then meet. Brendan Dolan, that conversation, but yeah. Yeah, and then Lou Humphreys is not Barney, the winner plays Joe Dolan and Stephen Bunting. Yeah, Joe not, yeah, Joe's not playing as well. Stephen Bunting right is. Now. Stephen Bunting is, but Joe Dolan's also had two quarterfinals. Yeah. Two quarterfinals this year, semi-finals. Um, that's who I feel sorry for over there, he's Brendan and Barney. Just because of that section, but that can change. There's other people. Where there's, there's got to be huge worries around dirt. He's, yeah. he's going to play through the pain because of the prize money that's there. I genuinely think you've just named the five most informed players in the world right now, and they're all in the same part as you're all for the world. That's mad. I'll tell you what, right now, Looking at that projected world championship draw, if you're MVG, you are laughing your head off because you've got a right opportunity to play yourself into some form. Yeah, it's got all day. It, it's that's, that's what I mean. All I day. Sometimes what's a, what's a sometimes that is, by the way. Sometimes you look at the seeds, and it's easy to just go to the top two, but. I can't see any other outcome right there than MVG and Noppy meeting. <laughs> and there's obviously going to be shots on that along the way. And we'll predict the world's more when the draw's done. But Yeah, just in terms of the seeding draw... That's a joke. <laughs> that, honestly, you want to be in that bottom half of the draw. You do consider Dave Chisnell's record on TV. The fact Nathan Aspinall is a bit hit and miss. Wadey's record at Ali Pali sucks. Any snake bite could turn up. Dirk's injured. Danny's taking the players off for the imminent arrival of his newborn yeah. child. We have no idea what effect that's going to have on him in four weeks' time. Dimitri. I forgot the last time I was impressed with a Dimitri performance. It's mad, isn't it? Gildings in there are the opposite half. Don't get me wrong, the opposite half is probably tougher at that point. Gildin, Schindler, Ryan Searle, Gurney, Rock. Your higher seeds are probably tougher in that half of the draw. Yeah. The top half, you've got Gary, Bunting, maybe Ritaiski and Dobie, but Rasma, Jose, the way Barney's playing at the minute, Dolan's experience, but they're, they're all games you're targeting as a top-seeded player to go, yeah, I love one of them. Yeah. Uh, on dartsrankings.com, our favourite website in the world, uh, if you go to the World Championship race, there's a little blue tab uh, just before the rankings where it says show provisional World Championship draw. It's above the table, last thing in the text. Yeah. I'm I'm um, I'm certainly going to save the projected draw right now and see how much it changes by next Monday. Does that that one quarter is horrible, and one big result as we know with the seedings can yeah. change. 
changed quite a lot. Someone coming from nowhere to drop everyone down. Um, Fluke goes on and lifts the title, and Peter doesn't do. Peter's not there, is he? Fluke goes on and lifts it, and Fluke will jump, and then he's in a, a lot better section. Yeah. Can Luke overtake Peter? Yes, if he wins it. Cool. He'd only be 4.7k behind MVG. So, one and two are set. Michael and Michael cannot change places. Cannot move from one and two. Anything in green can't change. So, one, two, five and six cannot be caught. Yeah. Um, interesting. Right. Premier League. Are, just hold your horses. Are we in agreement that there is only one place up for grabs now? Are all the rest shooting for one spot at the moment? Yes. Cross was already one that was shading one of those last two. Yeah, I agree. The Euro Tours, he, he was already, if I had to pick my eight for the last six weeks, Rob Cross has been in that eight. But it wasn't got nailed on. And if somebody else goes and wins, if Adobe had won the Grand Slam and a Cullen had won the players, then there was a chance Rob misses out. I don't think he misses out now. No, I'm with you. So we're going Smith, Van Gerwen, Humphreys, Aspinall as your top four. Then... Three that we think will get invites: Price, Wright, Cross. One left. And they're the seven, unless something ridiculous happens in these two weeks. Yeah, not two weeks, two months. Sorry, players in the world, unless something. We have two sort of out of nowhere, not out of nowhere finalists, but two who are not in that seven finalists. And all we have a players championship winner who is a fashionable winner, shall we say, <laughs> then that then change. <laughs> trying to think of the right terminology to use there. Fashionable is probably the right one to start with. Someone who's sat nicely positioned in the rankings, but not in that seven, goes on and wins the players, then it, it probably changed. It, it could change. Um, uh, yeah, Anderson will decline 100%. Uh, how are we doing, AB? Hope you are good evening, Rob. Um, right, players' championship finals. News broke this evening that Danny Noppet, the number nine seed, will not go to Minehead due to the, as I Gob said earlier, the impending birth of his second child. Um, Dylan Sladen gets the luck of the draw, shall we say? Um, I did make something. Two seconds. There we are. So, there are worse places to drop into the draw as well, by the way. There we have the draw. First of all, I... I understand that not everyone can play on the main stage. However, there are a few questionables on stage two. I get that you've still got to put an experience out there as well, but I also think that some of that needs to be rotated. 
from recent memory, Johnny Clayton is always the stage two guy. Yeah. That needs changing up a bit for me. He has been the stage two guy for a long time. Yeah. Even when he's been winning majors, he can walk into Minehead as a defending champion or something. They go, yep, yeah, you're on stage two, Johnny. But is that a downside to Johnny being a nice guy? He ain't going to kick off. Yeah. Potentially. Oh, he did at the UK Open. Yeah, I want to see it again. You tell him, Johnny. Um, but that's the draw. That's where people are playing. Yes. Round one. The order of play. But yeah. Who's in danger? Darts. <laughs> Darts is in danger. Where's Van Gerwen? He plays second to last on the main stage in the evening session. He takes on Callan Ridds. He's seeded 40 for the event, so he's on the right-hand side, not the left. Who's in danger? Um, Mickey Mansell is in a world of trouble. The bullet will shoot him. No, 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 no. Are you actually looking at the screen or can I take this off for a minute? I'm looking at the PDC because it's in draw bracket order as well. I I was just double checking. I didn't want to take it off when you were looking at it. So let's bring us back for a minute. Yeah. Um, How are we doing, Anthony? Hope you are good, mate. Good to have you in. Great having some chat with you over the weekend. Do you know what? I'm struggling to pick a big name in a world of trouble. Even those that are struggling, famous last words, but even in the form he's in right now, Michael Smith should beat Richard Vange, sir. Yeah, I looked at that. I looked at that Michael one, though. Talent, especially over the short format. Over the short format, I think Hetta maybe. Jules Van Dongen has played some exceptional stuff in the last three months. So has Hetta. Yeah, I agree, so he, he has. It's the, but it's over the that short format, I think that's a potential upset. I agree, Hetta has played some good stuff. But out of the lower seeds, Van Dongen is one that. I think the minehead crowd are in trouble when Ricardo Petrescu plays Christian Kist. Yeah. Maybe. Um, there's Without a couple of... Without being backed up on getting that on stage two. <laughs> I, I, I look at it. Dirk's shoulder is in absolute bits. And he plays Watamina, who doesn't play well on TV. That could be an absolute stinker. Well, that's on... No, that's on stage two, is that? Yeah, for a reason. There's no. Yeah. Let's be fair. That they weren't putting that on the main stage. Yeah. Look, I, I'm not saying these players are definitely not going to lose, but if you're Johnny Clayton, you look up. There are worse draws than Stephen Burton at this point. If you're Michael Smith, we talked about 
the Feenstra draw, but then he gets the winner of that Watamina, don't they? Yeah. If there's a if there's a time to or an opportunity to play yourself into form, you're looking at that draw and you think, well, even that little section at the bottom, Joe Cullen in the third round. Well, another one. Joe Cullen's minor record is horrific. Which, yeah. yeah, but do I back Jamie Hughes to do a job on him? Not particularly. That's it, like everybody that's struggling or has a bad record there, without being disrespectful to anybody else, has, has come out okay here. Despite the fact the seedings are absolutely all over the gaff, you're not looking at it going, oh, bloody hell, we didn't want him. With any of them, really. Hetter is possibly the only one where you're going, actually, if you could handpick, you probably wouldn't pick to play Jules right now. No, I, I, I agree. It's, it, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, how are we doing, Joel? Hope you are good. Uh, so, we've got the projected draw. I would like your semi-finalists chat room as well. Who are you going to get through the quarters? <laughs> are, you, are you doing something stupid again? Never. It, it by, definitely wasn't stupid, was it? Because it outlasted both of your predictions. By the way, Dob, I don't have a ticket to the Glasgow <laughs> Midway Finals. <laughs> so there's no offer. Ooh, no, no, no deal on this one, yeah? No deal on this one. No deal. Uh, sorry, yeah, we'll put the draw up again. for uh, Not in draw bracket order, but at least you can... I haven't seen a draw bracket order picture of you. Not as a picture, no. I've just got it no. on the website. Okay, we can put the first round... Um... So this is the order of play for the first rounds. Darts rankings has it, of course. Do you want to share a screen to put it up or not? Because you're better than I am. I don't have a screen because I am not at home. Of course he's not at home. There's no prime bottles in the background. Hey, hey, hey. Prime boy. Sounds like a bit of a buy that did, mate. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah, it's, on, it's on wiki of course who gets through that yeah suddenly one section's yes Section two is where I'm really struggling. Mm. Not great, is it? Section two. Mm. No, uh, two is easy. Section three. You ain't on for doubt she's done as well, have you? <laughs> no. Right. 
I'm in, I think. So, who comes through section one? Section one was my easiest one. Derwin Price. Gob. Hang on. I've done it again. Bunting makes another semi-final. I'm going Gerwin Price. Section two. Rob Cross. Boise. Daryl Durney. Josh Rock. Got by him. Thanks for coming on the show, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Section three. Gary. I've stupidly done the same. <laughs> I can't, I've done Luke Humphreys, but more on the basis of that. Section bottom, is so poor. <laughs> the bottom section of that means he then gets to Derry or Wade at the quarterfinals. Mm. Where it's a little bit longer. And he and can... I've never at the stance of Luke Humphreys, he's that good, dead him early or you don't dead him at all. Yeah. And I don't see anyone who gets him from that bottom section. So I've done Humphreys. And section four. I think he's playing too well and he's in a den in a nice part of the draw. You've both tipped him to leave first round, but I've done him go into the semi final, Damon Hatter. I didn't say lose first round. He's the biggest name. He's the biggest name. He's the most informed player with the toughest draw right now. Doesn't mean he's losing first game. Hey, well, he's playing. For me, that's the section you probably want to be in. Because hmm. you look at the other names, they're not in the form. And the most informed player in that section is Damon. I was going to say Jose just to wind Philip up. No, Damon. I'm going for a rogue pick, but he's in no kind of form whatsoever. Don't do it. Who do you think I'm going to say? The same player I'm getting picked. Twist off with Toasty. No. The rock star. Oh, no, I went for the other one. No, I've, I'm, I've, I've gone Cullen. I've gone Michael Smith. Yeah, just, just... yeah you're both wrong. Um... For absolutely no reason other than he's got to find form at some point and that bottom, bottom section is lovely until they meet each other. Yeah. Um, 
Murph is watching along at home as well. Good to have you on board. Murph's gone. Price, Chisnell, Anderson, Ryan, Joyce. Joyce is just sticking out a little bit there. If if Cullen gets caught cold. If Cullen can get over hurdle one, it'll be all right. It's just getting over that hurdle one's the issue. Yeah. But I think he beats Jamie Hughes. That's why I've gone for him to... Mm. Yeah, look. Just fancy Michael Smith to turn up and do something. Just just to remind everybody, he is still world number one and world champion before Ali Pali. So, from your selections, chat room as well. Who beats who in the final of the 2023 Kazoo Players Championship finals? Can someone beat Humphreys? Yes, Derwin Price can. And will. Why are you smiling, Philip? What do you think? He's got a certain Scotsman winning the title. <laughs> Gary Anderson beats yeah. Gerwin Price in the final. <laughs> Rob Cross beats Gary in the final. Final day is about stamina and getting your practice right. And if not, I hope your B game lasts a bit longer than the other guy. <laughs> yeah, hope someone's had more practice than you. Yeah. So that's what we think is going to happen. Um, there was another qualifier over the weekend. Um, Thibaut Tricol the first Frenchman to play at Alexandra Palace. Now, this was good and bad all at the same time. Great for him, great for French darts, but the negative is last year's runner-up and number 11 seed will not be going to Lakeside. Yes. Look... I addressed this earlier. I said it with Matt as well yesterday. The risk of potentially losing a player like Thibaut to the tournament is, whilst upsetting or annoying, it's less damaging than them having waited until this moment to do the draw. They had to get the draw done. They had to get tickets on sale. They had to let players know when they're playing. They had to let fans know when they can go and watch players, especially with a tournament that is going to rely so heavily on friends and family to buy tickets to go and watch people. It, it just is at the moment. It, it doesn't have a massive wider fan base. It's going to be a large part word of mouth or, or get your friends into support and create an atmosphere for you. We all know that um, Reese Colley is going to take an absolute coach load down of him, right? That's not possible until he knows when he's playing. The potential chance of losing one, maybe two players in the draw is not worth holding it back as long as that to commercially damage 
a tournament that just has to happen to get your organization up and running again. Because if they had held it until these two draws are done, and then neither neither of them were won by a player that has already qualified for their tournament, they've lost. They've double lost out. It's it's just the lesser evil of every opportunity that was available to them. The only other thing they potentially could have done is turn around and say, once you are confirmed in this draw, you are not allowed to go and play in any other qualifier. You cannot actively go and seek away into the other world championship knowing that that rule exists. But I'm not sure what they'd have then been able to do if a player had gone against that. I get, that. I, get, I, I, I get that argument, and I'm I and I, and I am with you. My the only massive negative, and it does have an effect on the tournament, is the fact that you directly replace a seed. Now, I would have preferred them to say, "Look, this is the draw." However, if a seed pulls out. The seeds below move up one. What happens if you lose your number one? Literally everybody moves, and with that, your entire board. It's too much. The issue is that I I don't like is the way they've done it, and I get it's the only way to do it. But John Scott replacing Thibaut Tricol as the number eleven seed is a gimme almost. It's it's an opportunity. you can say it's give me all you want. The fact that a player who hadn't qualified by 10 places is now a seed is not ideal by any stretch of the imagination. But he now has an opportunity. He also has a risk to that because if he doesn't win that game, he gets no ranking points. He won't beat Gates. But... If the Gates had turned up for game one and two today, plays first round at Lakeside, he's got a chance. If the Gates had turned happened. up game three I and four at 111, enough. different matter. I, I, I just don't like that aspect, and I understand the situation of they had to do the draw, and I'm not, and I'm not saying there is an easy scenario to this, but I, I don't like the way that is done. I think I'm um, with Dob. I think it had to be done that way. I don't think moving your seeds up. If you're going to move your seeds up, why bother doing the draw? Yeah, it's just too much moving. Because you mentioned Reese as an example there, a total lot of people have brought Saturday afternoon tickets. If he moves up, if he moves places, or something changes with someone who was a seed, that then he's then playing Monday night. It's not fair then on the custom, but equally the WDF have got to sell tickets. It is. I just think that the the draw and the seeding should be more relevant to form of the players and how they've got there. Potentially, but where it's been over such a long time anyway, I'm not sure it's as accurate as it could be or whatever else. Like, There's also an argument, when you start moving other players around, they get handed what they see as a worse draw for somebody withdrawing. Like, they know who they're playing. They've been practising and preparing for that. If, if I'm, for instance, playing Shawnee Mack, the minute that draw's done, I'm scouting for practice partners that play at the same pace as Sean. Because I know that's going to be the biggest battle I face in that match. If you then suddenly get that change to play Wesley Pussier or Chris Lamman, you've wasted three weeks of practice because somebody else has pulled out. No, 
once that's set in stone for the other players, it has to stay. It's not mm-hmm. ideal. It's not perfect. But actually, the revenue to the tournament through ticket sales is far more important than Thibaut Trico and John Scott's presence. Look, I just don't. I don't like it. In for that for that reason, and I, I, I appreciate that it, it's it's not great either way. But I just think it's doesn't I, I, represent. I just the, don't think there's any other opportunity. There's no other way of doing it. I don't think there's another solution for it with the tournament being where it is. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing is potentially is a week from Lakeside starting, there could be another replacement coming in. Yeah. But again, that's the risk they take is one player in that field, isn't it? And arguably, the next replacement on the list if he can get a visa and stuff in time, is possibly commercially a bigger draw than 95% of the field anyway. I haven't seen his next one. Call him. Commercially viable, but gets battered. Potentially. But Paul Lim back at Lakeside is a fucking huge story. And I know for one, I'm selling this shit out of it. I, I hope Paul Lim does get in. At this point, it probably suits everybody. Biowetsky gets to go and play in the PDC, where he was a World Youth semi-finalist this year and is looking for a tour card. And earns guaranteed a lot more money as a first round. And Paul Lim gets to play at Lakeside again, which is a massive story for them. And punters are also happy. Win-win. Let it happen. In fact, that's it. We have decided. Sebastian Biowetsky <laughs> will win the West Europe PDC qualifier. Do you think Stop Martians... Well, who would be Scott Marsh would be happy with that? I think he would. Scott Marsh would much rather play Paul Lynn than Sebastian Piowetsky. Exactly. 100%. Win, win all around. Paul, get on on the phone. He'll be praying Piowetsky comes through that Eastern European qualifier. Um, But there, it'll be interesting to see. But last year's runner up will not be in. The tournament. Um, that's that one. Have we missed any other announcements, boys? Sienna, we know you love an announcement. Um, I feel like we have. It's been too long. No, I'm going to say no and then be corrected shortly. Um, also, remember the live lounge live. Um, Monday the 11th of December uh, by the look of it we've got a decent little crowd coming already yes how many days away is it Dob? I don't live there sorry I thought it was two weeks away I'm not there 21 <laughs> yeah um, for, for those that are asking we spoke about this at the start yes there was a DRA announcement um, but the same as with um, McKinstry and Wessel Nyman, at the moment it's an allegation. So we're not going to make any comment on it until anything happens. At the moment it's an allegation. They've been suspended. We'll, we will discuss at a later date if they are found guilty and banned or found innocent and allowed to play. It's not the fact it's an allegation, it's an ongoing investigation. That, that's what I mean, yeah. But, it, it, but it's, it's, it's an allegation of... Suspe- suspicious betting patterns so they have an upcoming hearing 
at some point. So we won't make any comment until after it's been dealt with. Graham, to answer your question, the live lounge live will be recorded. It will be the same as a normal setup, apart from we will be together in the same room with a few friends. And some beers. And talking nonsense. <laughs> um, we have some special guests as well. So make sure you get yourself along. It is on our Facebook page, all the details. So head over there. I'm actually looking forward to it now. Yes. Are we testing equipment tomorrow as well, Gob? Yes, the camera's in the corner. Cool. Which means I have to drive. Yes, save me the walk. Lazy. Lazy, lazy. You can pick me up. <laughs> Leave my car out front, because I've got a nice little parking spot, to be fair. It doesn't happen very often. Um, is Ward coming? We've, we've invited him, Big Johnny. Make sure he gets that at... I knew we'd missed something. The ADC Women's Tour Championship concluded at yes. the weekend. Um, Dieter Hedman. Picking up the, the, the title. I'm not going to lie. What a semi-final combat. I, 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 I was watching it on and off, obviously, because I was at Wolverhampton, but super stuff for, for Dieter winning that. Did not see that coming at all. No, I, I agree. Not from being 3-0 down in the semi, then to Lisa as well. No. Oh. I guess... That shows a couple of things. One, Dita's still got that drive and that level when she needs it. Two, are we concerned about Lisa heading into Lakeside that that elbow might not hold up just yet? Not picked up a dart in seven weeks before this. Incredibly brave just to go up and play, by the way, in the first event. Um, to get over the line in the first, in the quarterfinal and then be three and up in the semifinal, but not played in seven weeks. Before this, um, Lakeside when, is a fortnight away. I, when I saw the draw, I thought that the only two that could potentially stop Bo was Lisa and Rianne on current form. I now think that Rianne is potentially the only one that can stop Bo, and that, that's nothing against Lisa. I just don't think there's enough time between operation and Lakeside for her to operate at her best. I, I think it's come along a little bit too soon. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, I, if I'm being honest, I think Bo canters to the Lakeside title. Especially after last week. Yeah. If she, if she matches that, that was very much Bo at Dane. For a lot of that, the story was ridiculous. A B Dane would win the title as well, and a C possibly would, because of his levels above. Um. So, yeah. Um. Also, this coming Monday, we say goodbye to the Barnsley Metronome. It is the World Qualifier on Monday. Four places are up for grabs. Ahead of the draw. I guess there is one thing to clarify. I'm not even sure if we're allowed to talk about it, but given that one of the three players that has been suspended is in that draw, what is happening? No idea. 
because that decision needs to be made pretty quickly. Genuinely, no idea. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But if you're picking a couple to come through that qualifier, who are you picking? Of course, he was missing out first. Can't play. I'd take a crack at Luke. What else? If he, oh no, he's in the other. He's there already, isn't he? He's there already, yeah. On the other color, stupid ranking list. Uh, Shawnee Mack, I agree with you. Suits. He's so close. It'd be a disappointment if he's not there. It'd be a crime if he's not there. I fancy a crack on Merv, you know. He just started showing form in the last couple of Pro Tours. The last couple of Pro Tours, there just seemed to be that extra step up. He's Don't get me wrong, he's been dreadful for 85% of this season. But you don't have to be good for 85% of the season. You have to be good for the 10% where the TV money's on the line. Uh, how are you doing, Weekly Darts Cast? Hope you are good. Uh, I'm going. Suits, John O'Shea. Ryan Meikle and Pascal Riprec. The other problem is I'm looking down this list and after players are going, yeah, they've had a great year. Yeah, they've had a great year. They've not even got fucking tour cards. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, cause you look at, I bet you looked at Cam Crabtree, didn't you? Andy Bolton, Cam Crabtree. <laughs> Placia, Pilgrim. Oh, yeah, they've all had great seasons. <laughs> None of them can play. Rob Grundy. Obviously, for obvious reasons, I'd love Aaron Monk to get there. I think the world needs the Monk. <laughs> yeah, I'll back Adam Warner for the same reason. What story? Yeah. <laughs> the world needs less Monk. <laughs> monk, needs, monk needs less Monk. Well, what happened? Aaron Monk happened. <laughs> That's still my favourite tweet of the year. <laughs> the best line ever. Yeah. Raf's a good shout, to be fair. I thought he played okay at the slam. Yeah. Adam Dorlas. Oh, what pace. <laughs> Florian Hempel's not a bad shout either. He's picked up the last couple of months. Creeping in at the right time. Imagine if Corey Cadbury rocked up. Please. I'm not, I'm not quite sure he can play from where he is. Oh dear, Philip. Well, you've only got to look at his lack of social media activity to work it out. But he's, but he's not he's been active not. for months. He's got, no inter- he's got no internet provider at all, we'll say, and we'll move on. <laughs> 
smuggling a SIM card. They've <laughs> <laughs> got a burner phone. Jack, you just told him to behave, and then you just <laughs> done with that line. Well, you carried it on, you knobhead. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, if you're going to set me up for a line like that, I'm not going to turn it down. <laughs> um, oh, as well, congratulations to Duzzer, who smashed it at the slam on comms. He won't be listening, he'll be at the quiz. but He is at the quiz, where everyone else is. The last time I was here, me and Henry went to the quiz alone. Tonight, there's seven of the fuckers. That's unfortunate. But Matt Edgar is next door watching Coronation Street. Fairs. Um, so that, that that's the world qualifier. Um, get your questions in. Then we'll do ten minutes or nine minutes of question time as well. Ooh, very precise again, Philip. Yeah, just go. Um, what's his release? Uh, no, genuinely, I've not got any inside info. I just look at when he posts on social that he's always active, like always. And now he's not. <laughs> Is inside info a pun? <laughs> I'm putting two and two together and getting four, but I may be way off. Can you two behave yourself, please? Always. <laughs> uh, yeah, Andrew, we spoke about this earlier for us. Top seven done. One place up for grabs. What do you reckon? If, if Damon Hetter got in, what would he walk out to in Ireland? Zombie. <laughs> no, you can't. Look, even if he was allowed to, you can't. That's Willie's. You can't nick it. Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> Nothing compares to you. <laughs> Or Sailor V, Bewitched. Oh, I'm all over the Sailor V. You know he'd do it as well. Well, the thing is, like, all of his walk-ons have had some sort of relevance to the local area. That's what he's stuck with on the Euro Tour, that the people that are there will know. I'm not sure there's many in Wolverhampton that understood the Wolverhampton reference over the weekend, but... That has always been his thing. Unless he does fucking Michael Flatley. <laughs> to be fair, though, if he does Bewitch, is he going to walk on in double denim? Please. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, right, so get your questions in then, folks. I know Shawnee Mack was in the chat room earlier. Good to have you in as always, mate. Uh, Joel, the, the, the answer is I don't know. Why there's some weird rules and is that not the new depending on your ranking double chance? It's along those lines. It's just or year one allowed to play or whatever. Not that different. It's just overcomplicated, isn't it? Yeah. All we know is if Jeff Smith misses out on the world, it is criminal. The man has fallen foul of bad luck more often than the rest of the tour put together. Part of me would love him to come through that qualifier because it's the right thing. Yeah. And when he does, call out everybody that made that decision. <laughs> <laughs> uh, petition for Secret Santa of the live show. <laughs> what the fuck do we buy Dan? The man's loaded. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> how much damage can Luke Littler do at Ali Pali? A lot. Yeah, agree. Um, Barry, probably not because I'm in London for the media day and we're going to do something with a draw, so we probably can't do the draw and the qualifier. What day is that? Monday. All on Monday next week. 27th? Yeah. Mm, Yeah. And Philip. There is no live lounge next Monday. No. We will be doing the live lounge on Tuesday, everyone. Because of the World Championship draw, um, obviously I'm at the media day and then getting back from London and everything is impossible. So we will live lounge on Tuesday next week where we will dissect the draw. Um... Are the refs confirmed? Uh, I would imagine if they're all available, it will be the normal four. Think so. Yeah. It's normal four for the next two blocks, isn't it? You might get an Owen or a Charlie performance this weekend, maybe. Uh, Charlie's at minus on stage two. But Ch- Charlie's at minus is one of the main ones. Um, do you think the PDC will be gutted Humphreys wasn't in the Premier League this year? No. No. Should he have been? Yes. But does it absolutely justify their logic that he's got away and won two majors in a year where they said he wasn't ready and now he comes back an even more mature person? Yes. Yeah. Um, Ryan, I have seen some of the plans for the fan village. It is going to be epic. I'm going to say it now. It will be the best fans village the World Championship has had. I'm looking forward to all the promo for it that they'll obviously cover off on. One of the things they have in there is incredible. Actually, no, I was told. I was told I can say it. So one of the things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got told I could drop it in. One of the things they're going to have in the fans' village is they're going to have a commentary booth where you and your mate can reproduce the commentary. I from, can't speak! From that leg, and they'll record it and send it to you as like a digital download or whatever. So over Instagram and TikTok, be prepared to see a lot of them, but that's that's genius. Yeah. The greatest leg of all time. Come and have a crack at it. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen seen some of the plans. It's it's going to be epic. Do you know what uh, my favourite part about the fans' villages? Whenever they go live with on the wire and then somebody swears and that doors and just looks like a disappointed father. <laughs> <laughs> but also what I like as well, they're moving... So you've been to Ali Pali. You know where you come through the main doors and it's all right in front of you, isn't it? Yeah. So they're moving it to almost the middle of the room. Yeah. So it's not congested by the doors, which I like. Yes. Isn't that where the 
food stalls were in the smack bang in the middle. Yeah. Cause normally you walk in, there's just the rows and rows of the card booze, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. 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 Straight in front of you. Yeah. I walked in last year, obviously Richardson's DJing. Hello, mate, I'll get some five on for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, you can go to a box and shout there both on nines. Yeah, but I'm I'm all for it. Uh, aside from the obvious, who else is covering the world? Emma can't do every session, obviously, presents. Um... No comment. That means you already know. Yeah. <laughs> However, I still would, and I say this every year, phone up David Croft and give the man what he wants. I can tell you it's not him. I know. Because he's too big <laughs> on the F1, but phone up David Croft and give him whatever he wants. Um, <coughs> yeah. Um, but no, no, I'm, I'm buzzing for the worlds now. It's that close. Not yet. Players has to happen. As you can see, my 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 Christmas decks are up. Mm. Your Christmas decorations up in August, mate. You're a fucking nonce. Mm. <laughs> I didn't quite go that early. I presume the Snapchat you sent me this morning was of a Christmas song. Yeah. On the radio. I skipped through it on silent because I knew exactly <laughs> what it was going to be. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> it is twenty past seven in the morning. I do not need to see that shit. I don't even. I don't even download any picture he puts in our online darts chat anymore because I know it's going to be his radio or a Christmas Sunday or a screenshot of Spotify. Yeah. Just don't download them. I just put the sick emoji and move on to the rest of my day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Shawnee. Max approves of the Christmas decorations. I'm all for it. Have you got yours up, Shawnee? Oh, Sean. I did have a high opinion of you. That's dropped. Every major city has their Christmas lights on, so what's the issue? You've fallen for it, Phil. You've fallen for the trap. No. Every major city has their Christmas lights on so they can commercialise the shit out of it. I've got a queue outside my front room to come and see mine. Charge them... I'm going to be very careful how you word in that. <laughs> Hello, Hampshire Police. Yeah, it's this one. <laughs> this Saturday. See, Shawnee's are going up. The Saturday's okay. That's no, the not. weekend before December. I'll allow no, it. Not. No, it's not. I'll allow it. That's the absolute earliest, though. First of December. I've not even got any. <laughs> have you not? Well, no, because I've lived with my brother for the last couple of years, so we've just not bothered, have we? Yeah. And my friend from L'Oreal sent us a Christmas tree in the post once. It was this little one that comes in like, do you remember the old um, contact lens boxes that Specsavers used to send out? Yeah. And it literally came in two parts, flattened, that you took out, merged together. It built like a little base. It had a little pot that it sat in with a string of LED lights and some little paper things that hang on it. It was only about that big. Sure, to then grow it outside and put it back in again. Tibs are eight and five. Come on. 
Well, <laughs> it's, eight and, it's eight and five. Hopefully, they will realise that Christmas is in December. So, still no. <laughs> festive, festive season, Boise. Season. Yeah, it's in December. What? What people have to remember is I hear Phil Bars telling me how excited he's about Christmas while I'm in Blackpool in July. <laughs> Blackpool <laughs> in July, London in December. Also, doesn't Christmas normally symbolise the capitulation of Tottenham season? So no wonder he gets the Christmas decorations up in October. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, everyone, thank you very much for your support, as always. Remember, running you through stuff, uh, bringing you everything from Minehead. Then we will be at the media day on Monday. We will have some sort of stream to work on the final details for the World Championship draw. Live Lounge will be next Tuesday, so we can then dissect the draw and everything there. And Monday, the 11th of December, the Live Lounge live from the Prince of Wales in Ilkeston, Head over to our Facebook page. Um, the event is there. Already got a nice little guest list coming along nicely. I think we're up to about 25, 26 plus special guests. So buzzing for that. Other than that, boys, it's been it's been emotional. It's been all right. It's been all right. We ended on talk about Christmas, so put me on a donor in November. <laughs> Yes. On good news, England drew with Macedonia in the football tonight. So thank you. So thank you. I best get that picture ready. Get the waistcoat out. Get the waistcoat out. (laughs) As as I've got Christmas pictures saved, Boise's got the Southgate waistcoat picture saved. But everyone, we have been online. I'm in Phil Bars, Jack Garwood, Lee Boyce. We are signing out. Remember, the Phil Taylor interview is on full over on our channel. Now we've finished, go and have a butcher's. But we will see you all very, very soon. We've done it. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 